How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, 11.02 back on the fan. It's Tiki. It's here to hear. Hope everybody's doing well. 877-337-6666. Attaboy, Recco. Attaboy, Rutgers. That's a big upset, man. It's a big one. Rutgers has a nice program. They've been, been doing it for a couple of years now. Say, we've been saying the same thing for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Did they make the tournament last year? Or were they the first one of the first four outs? Mm-hmm. I can't remember now. I don't know. I can't remember. Either, but I knew we they had a good the season. Spot, no, you. they didn't because I remember they got screwed. I remember we talked about it. They were one of the first out. Um, one of the though, first four out? Even though they won. Uh, I'd say, you, you know what's crazy? It's just a, as a quick aside. Like, you could ask me, like, I don't know, 1993, the Sweet 16. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. You asked me what Rutgers did but a year ago. Way, I forgot. That's because of what, what <laughs> college basketball has become. That's a big part of it. That is true. There's so, Yes, it's such a transient sport. Same with football. Yeah. The portal, kids bouncing. It's become harder and in my humble opinion, less enjoyable to follow because, you know, and even though I'm immersed in it with St. John's and I love it and I love going to the arena and doing the games and, and all that, I really do. Yeah. But, like, the rivalries have been diminished. You don't play against a kid for three years anymore. No. No. It's you a, just don't. It's, it's a one-and-done thing. Yeah. And then it's kind of, you just you just kind of forget. You got to adjust or you die. <laughs> Adapt or die. All right, Teek. So before we get back to the calls here and very Jets-heavy out of the shoot, Brian Dable, hey, you and I, Got into this a little bit yesterday. I think that it might behoove the Giants to sit some people. Yeah. Now, what, what we didn't know, obviously, going into, uh, or I should say during yesterday's conversation, DeMar Hamlin, who we're all still praying for, an incredibly sad situation. We started the show with that, obviously. Uh, the 24-year-old safety for the Bills, who is still in the hospital and still very much, um, you know, in in uh, in a rough spot. Um, but if there is a possibility, if they resume that game Monday, and then they kick back week 18, game 17 to the following week, mm-hmm. then I don't know that you need to rest the Giants against the Eagles in that finale Yeah, because you kind of get built-in rest anyway. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a very good point because they do have the week to play with at the end of the season. By the way, Rutgers was in the first four, uh, first last, four. last year, but they lost to Notre Dame. Um, I knew it was something, but I knew they didn't get into the tournament. Um it's interesting what, what Brian Dable is going to decide to do. There's a couple of cuts because he talked yesterday and Dove was was able to pull these up. Because yesterday when we were speculating about this, Giants win against Indy, destroy the Colts. They secure the sixth seed. So they are in the postseason and they really can't affect, you know, they're, they're not affecting their seeding no matter what happens in week 
17 or 18. Um, so what do you do? Do you follow what Tom Coughlin's um, MO was back in 2007 where they same situation, they couldn't affect their seed, but they played hard that last game against the Patriots, and we all know what happened. They used that momentum. They went to the postseason. They won in Tampa. They won in uh, Dallas, and they won in Green Bay, and then they get to the Super Bowl, and they win that thing. Um, so Brian Dable was asked specifically about the comparisons to 20, 2007, and here was his response. That's a pretty unique circumstance uh, that year, right? The, the record that the Patriots had. Um, and every year is different. So what happened in 2007 uh, doesn't really have any effect on what's happening in 2022 for the decisions that we need to make. We'll do what we think is best for the team. Would they have done that if a team was, you know, 10 and six or not? Who knows? You know, I don't, I don't really know the answer to that. So, um, you know, we, I think we got to focus on what we need to do here um, in 2022. 23, right? 23. <laughs> yes, coach. <laughs> the year the calendar flipped. But basically what he was saying was that Tom Coughlin was trying to ruin the Patriots' perfect season. Yeah. So that was, that was the motivation. I remember respecting the hell out of that, oh, too. Without a awesome. doubt. Because it, it was the same situation. It's like, why are you going to play? Rest your guys. But as you know, I said this yesterday, I hate the, the preseason bye week before the playoffs. I hate it. It just throws off your chemistry. Uh, now, with that being said, he was asked – is he going to rest his players? And this was uh, Coach Dable's response. Say so we'll talk about it and do what's best for the team. You know, early Monday, uh, go out there and try to have a good week of practice, prepare like we normally do, and then decide what we want to do relative to you know who's playing, who's not playing. Joe and I will have some conversations, talk to the coaches, and you know, I don't think we need to make that decision right now. Um, so we'll do it again. We'll do whatever we think is best for for our guys and our team at. You know, come come this week. See, he's Bill Belichick with a smile. He says nothing and it, it commits to nothing. Mm-hmm. But you're like, okay, coach, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> right? We accept it. Um, so with that, what I heard him saying that is he's going. They're going to go through practice like they do every single Monday through. Well, actually, it's on a practice on Monday, but Mondays. You know, the, the recovery day, Tuesday's off day, which is today. Wednesday, they'll have practice. Thursday, they'll have practice. And then if guys are have lingering things, like if you're questionable, like on the bottom side of questionable, more towards doubtful, you're not playing. Mm-hmm. If you are on the top side of questionable where you're more likely, what is it, probable, for what, what I forget what the next stage is, um, you're probably going to play. I think he's going to put his guys in position to compete, but not at the risk of doing further damage if if there is something that's going to keep you out for the following week. Well, so, I think that, that, by the way, that's a smart way to I do agree. it. And I agree. I, it's not like they're desperate to win. If this team, if you're desperate to win week 18 to get into the postseason. Well, then there's no conversation. You have if, to win the game. If, if Everybody's playing, obviously. If you're questionable, you're playing. Yeah. I, I think they're in a unique position where they've, they've secured before week 18. Now, it might suck because we get blown out by the Philadelphia Eagles again, but at the end of the day, that game doesn't matter as much as the as the as the playoff game because now, now anything can happen. Yeah, and I don't know if he'll be more clear uh, with his team early in the week, or he'll keep that, them guessing as well. I, I would think he might because to me, there's there's value in making sure they attack the week with urgency. Yes, like if you tell the guys on Monday night or Tuesday, guy, you're not playing. Now all of a sudden you have like half the buildings disengaged, not just for the for the game. It's a preseason week. Correct. And, you, and, and you know, I hate that. Not, for the, not where they are as a franchise. No way. 
You want to do that with Mahomes or Vintage Rodgers team or Brady? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Giants, step one, no way. You keep going. Yeah, you keep I, pushing. You have to keep pushing. You yep. have to do the same things that you've been doing for the last 17 weeks, which is fighting and grinding and clawing and, and putting yourself in position to have good Saturday or Sunday afternoons. So, Because now they play on Saturday and Sunday. But still, you know what I mean. Have a good football weekend. That's all you got to do, and that's how you got to prepare. Um, so, yeah, tell us on Friday as a team. Mm-hmm. Tell the team on Friday. Don't tell them today unless someone is really out. Or just text Tiki, and uh, we'll break yeah. the news for you, and we'll get a couple of extra uh, pops there. Here you go. Oh, by the way, can we, I, we have the plan for Peyton. We got the plan. And guess who hats the plan? Guess who's the mastermind behind this? I mean, besides me, because I'm I mean, the first I know. one to say that Sean Peyton should get a call. But I know. Dove. Dove stepped up. Dove's Won't big. you tell everybody what we're doing here, Dove? Well, it's very simple. Tiki can't ask him outright. Why not? Because I mean, he, I could, but... Of course he can. What do you mean, he's why not? not? Gonna, he's not going to say, hey, Sean, can you come to the Well, Jets? I'm going to do that, but anyway, <laughs> right. keep going. He's not going to give you Sean's number. <laughs> eh, I think I can coerce him. Go ahead. But instead, we're going to take that segment where you want to take his phone and call yourself... And Tiki's going to say, by the way, you might be interested in what happened on the air today. Uh-huh. And he'll hear it himself. Yep. And then hopefully Sean will say to Tiki, yeah, you know, it'd be great if they called me or something else. <laughs> so we'll clip the conversation. We'll send him a two-minute voicemail. Or we'll, we'll text it to him and he'll be able to get the audio that way. Perfect. There you go. 877 <laughs> Let's go to uh, Mike and Rocky Point. What's going on, Mike? Guys, my sports therapist, I need you guys to talk me off the ledge. Sit on the couch, Mikey. Come on in. Come I mean, on in. It's ridiculous. I'm going to sit on the black couch, VT. I'm going to talk to you. So, mm-hmm. lifelong Jeff fan. I was lucky enough to go to games at Shea. Was at the last playoff game in Pittsburgh, negative five at kickoff, Ooh. where our team forgot to show up the first half, played a great second half, gave up no points. Guys, when are we going to get this right, VT? I mean, it's, it's the most frustrating franchise probably in sports. And, and you you, you got to blame it on one person and one person only, and that's Woody Johnson, the owner. He does not have a clue on how to run this franchise. No clue whatsoever. And I'm totally on board with you guys with Sean Payton, but you better hope that Dallas wins the Super Bowl because if he doesn't, you know, McCarthy's out and Payton's in. Yeah. You know Jerry Jones wants his hands on They Sean don't Payton. have to win. I know that, listen, well, I think Payton would to want to They don't have there. to win Dallas. I mean, you're making an interesting point, but don't it's, go not, it's not about winning. It's about not right. getting bounced in the yes. first round like yes. they have every year for Correct. the last whatever. Um, that that's what like get Rob Mike McCarthy Sala. fired. But other than that, yeah. I think I, I think he's safe. Yeah, I like and I like Salah. He's a nice man, family guy, yep. you know, eleven kids, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not in this business to be a nice person. You're in the business to produce. And you know that that day old age, that old saying, you're only as good as your next day starting pitcher in baseball. You're only as good as your quarterback, and we gotta get this right. Yeah. And if it means bringing, if it means bringing in Derek Carr, or if it means bringing in Garoppolo, Jeff fans should dream big, and you should get me Lamar Jackson. Great, but you still need an offensive-minded coach, and you need an offensive coordinator who knows what he's doing. Mike, let me ask you, you know, a question, Mike. Like, let me let me throw this at you, and obviously by extension, everybody. Yeah. So you know, you have a child, and I don't know, they're eight, nine, ten, whatever they are. They can be any age, right? And a particular subject that they struggle with in school, they just have a rough time with, say they have a rough time yeah. reading. So so they're younger and they're just having a rough time reading. Are you going to bring in a math teacher to help them how to read? No. No. Exactly. Obviously, let me fit, you know. So for a team that cannot find the quarterback, why would you keep bringing in defensive-minded people? It makes no sense. I have sense. no idea. 
And I think Zach's a good kid. I feel terrible for him. I felt bad when they brought, brought the backup CFL quarterback in. Yeah. It was terrible. Strevor. I actually felt bad for the young man, yeah. Trevor. Listen, my 17-year-old daughter is a huge Jeff fan. She suffers with me. I feel bad for the poor kid. But, you know, that's the, that's the price you pay to be, you know, be a Jeff fan. Hang um, in there, Mike. I just, I, you know, yeah. I'm trying, guys. I really am, yeah. man. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you guys you, Mike. Are the best. Have really a good one, man, buddy. Get my uh, get some medicine for my receptionist there. We'll, we'll get you through the day. We got a little, little something for you. Just don't drive when you take it. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get you through something, right? Uh, Phil's up in the Bronx. Phil, Tiki and Tierney, what's going on, dude? How are you? Good boys. How are you? Hey, Phil. Good. What's up, Phil? All right. So if you give me a little bit of latitude here, uh, definitely not going to be enough to get out in the call. However. Talking about coaching malpractice, the Fester's <laughs> been soaring for a while. LaFleur's been on my radar. I don't see him as a mesh with Sala. And we know it's been stated before, I think, uh, BT, you mentioned it, and I know Beningo has too. The problem is he's his best friend, little brother. He's tight with the family. And we know that all these coaches, they grind for 20-some-odd years to work up the ranks, and, and they develop all these relationships. And when you get to that big seat, finally, you get your moment. You want to bring your guys in who've been there with you. Yep. So his problem, he's going to tie himself to this anchor, which I think is the floor. I'm getting bad flashbacks to Schottenheimer with Ryan, mm-hmm. and he's going down to shit. All he does is talk about how he's five-minute offense, all gas, no break. He, his coordinator is too pass-happy. It doesn't mesh with his philosophy at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you give me one more, if you give me one more little point, something that I, with Sala now, that I heard on the post game with Willie Colon the other night, which I did Oh, on, S- on SNY? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, those, those guys do a good job. Go they ahead. Do. They do an excellent job. So him and Bart were echoing each other about how, you know, the media sessions only open 15 minutes per day. They get very limited access now, so they don't actually see the – so apparently they talked about the difference between franchises that are in the playoffs every – a lot of the Steelers, the Ravens, you know, changing parts, major injuries, coaching swap outs, what have you. Yeah, rookie quarterbacks. They're in it. <laughs> they're in it. They Apparently the pads came off these guys in October. So when you have your big nine on seven day games, you can't you can't stop that. Day. I mean, Tiki, you got to know this. Yeah, of course. Your running game has to be in sync. Yeah, the I linemen mean, have to still be in sync. I think the big and they part... have been missing basic basic blocks. Yeah, and part Phil, the reason that they had to do that, I think, is because they were so beat up offensive line wise. I mean, remember Elijah Vera Tucker starting it no, was a crush left when he guard. Went down. But I'm um, forget that. I know oh, every what, position. What, yeah, he's like left guard. All right, you know what? You got to bump out to right tackle. Yep. All right, you know what? You got to come back in. You're going to play right guard. You know, let's get you back to left. He was everywhere. Star. It's Star. He's, oh, he's a stud. Star. He's a stud. Yep. But when he's got to do that mm-hmm. because everybody else is hurt, there's no way you can go, you know, even thudding on Wednesday and Thursday as offensive linemen. You just can't risk any any an injury potential. And so he pulls the pads off. But as soon as you do that, you just a certain level of aggressiveness goes away. And if you if it's week to fourteen, who cares, right? Like you, you're conditioned enough. But when you're doing this week eight, seven, eight, it, you end up suffering a little bit because training camp you don't even hit that much. Yeah, no, not definitely not like you guys used to. You know, I think one thing that I think a lot of people miss at least about what what could be a possible possible opening with the Jets and even other times when there were absolute openings with the Jets is that you know you hear a lot why would anybody want to go to the Jets mm-hmm. you hear a lot Sean Payton was like, I'm go to Jets Sean Payton what does Jim Harbaugh want the Jets for yeah. I don't think people realize that 
there's value in taking it perceptually taking over something where the bar is as low as a manhole cover <laughs> because if you win here like think of Rex is revered yeah and Rex didn't win anything yeah you know yeah he, he just got to the championship and by game. the way the circumstances of Rex's first AFC championship appearance were born out of the fact that the Colts basically gave it to him <laughs> by not by by taking out Peyton yeah. and again Rex give him credit they won playoff games Cincinnati the Chargers I get it, it was awesome but like Rex is revered because Rex got to a point that nobody else has gotten to with the Jets. And, you know, it's not like you're going to take over for Parcells after he won with the Giants or for Belichick after he won with the Patriots or for Lombardi after the Packers. Whomever it is, whenever it is, you're taking over the Jets. So you should be well-positioned to really carve out a legacy that very other few— like, like, there are other teams. I know the Cardinals got to the Super Bowl. There's yeah. other teams that that have these these pathetic profiles like us, but it's not in New York City. Yeah, so what you're saying is it's all you have to do is have a little bit of success, uh-huh. and it's going to last a long time. Yeah, especially if you're somebody that is, you know, inherently in tune with with offense yep. like a Peyton, mm-hmm. you know? And again, the, the Rex stuff is really starting to get a little true. I, I notice well, it's I, either totally against Rex or fully with. I mean, Rex Ryan is the next coach of the Jets. Are you kidding me? The reason that's getting traction is because Rex clearly was lobbying for it. Clearly on national television was lobbying for it. You know, waxing poetic about Woody. And he yeah. probably does have a good relationship with Woody, despite how it it, it ended with him. But at the end of the day, um, Woody's got to start making decisions for this team in ways that Jet fans are going to respond to and not have the sick opinion that you have of Woody Johnson, that he does nothing, that he's a horrible owner. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not saying you listen to fans because that just, that gets you in trouble, but you at least got to hear them. I think Stevie Cohen kind of listened a little bit on the Correa stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you got to kind of, oh, what, you know what? What's that deal going to look like? <laughs> yeah. How much insurance is he going to have yeah. on that? Sometimes you got to listen. I'm just saying. Now, you can't have fans dictate what you do, yeah. but you can't be out of touch with them. Mm-hmm. That's That's not good. Yeah, I don't um, think he's out of touch. No, I don't uh, think Woody is out no, of touch. No, I don't think so either. I'm not saying, but he he is out of touch with the way a modern NFL team wins, and that's usually with an offensive. But don't you feel like he's trying infrastructure? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Because <laughs> okay. it's now all defense. Yeah. And, you know, when you don't know, you fall prey to the cliche, which is defense wins, defense travels. Let's get a defensive mind yeah, in here. In '85, I, it's not the same anymore. Nope. You got to score in look, 2000 look with at, the Ravens. Look, look at the teams that are the best. Uh, offenses in the in the National Football League, they're all going to the playoffs. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Dolphins are in that, but they're out of it right now. The Chiefs are currently in it. The Minnesota Vikings, uh, they're one of the top seeds. The Detroit Lions are still fighting. The Cincinnati Bengals, the Eagles, the Buffalo Bills, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Those are the top twelve or whatever ten or twelve offenses, just to offenses in the National Football League. They're all going to the postseason. Mm-hmm. I get we love defense. But offense still gets you where you need to be. That's indisputable at this point. 877-337-6666. That's our number. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. It's 11-20 on the button. We have you until 2. That it's Cartner Roberts coming up a little later. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
answer is, but I'm curious what uh, we think. We'll kind of weigh in around the horn here. So the Nets are red hot, obviously. Every time I talk about the Knicks, Tiki's got to insert the Nets. Hey, the Nets You're are, officially a Nets they, fan. I don't want to hear I'm it. I'm not officially yeah, anything. Yeah, I just have to acknowledge their their fantasticness in December and early part of January. 12 straight is quite fantastic. Yes, to your point, 16 out of 17, I believe, is where they're at. They have not lost since December 4th. Man. And Durant got a little trim. Durant got a little buzz up top. He's even messing with the dome. He has been phenomenal. Uh, his It's just Kyrie, I saw the stick back dunk on the miss last night. Yep. Jacques Vaughn has been awesome. That guy has been great. They're yeah. rolling. It, so, But my question is this. Not about how good the Nets are, because we know that they're basically we thought they – this is what we thought course, they would be. This made. is what they should have been yes. if things would have not been off the rails for various reasons of, for over the last two seasons, really. Mm-hmm. But let's close our eyes for a second. And, Hoff, I want you to wait as well. Take you go first. Okay. Let, let's say – let's fast forward to June. Mm-hmm. And the Nets are playing for a championship. Knicks are long done. You know, hockey's over. Uh, you know, Yanks and Mets are obviously, hopefully, both really, really good and, and off to good starts. And, you know, we're full throws of baseball, which we will be no matter what, good or bad. But it's baseball and it's the Nets. Okay. Right? And they are chasing a championship. Like, what type of energy will consume our city? Like, how... How would it even feel? Because we always kind of say, ah, it's, it's a good, and I'm joking, but it's a good question. But I'm not. It's a good question, and I don't, I don't think it'll be. It won't be like this profound moment that we're all anticipating and saying, "I can't believe the Nets." I'm, let's go Nets. I mean, yeah, we'll say that because there's a lot of Nets fans here, but I feel like this Nets team is disconnected from fandom in this city. Like, like we don't feel connected to Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or I mean, I mean maybe Jacques Vaughn because he's been here for a little bit, but not really because most people don't even know him, don't know a story, don't know the background. Um, even though he was interim coach for a little bit before he ascended to now the full time head coach, you're not connected to Ben Simmons. Seth Curry was rental last year and he's still here uh, now. Maybe Nick Claxon who's who's kind of homegrown. He's interesting, but there's just not that like visceral connection. That's interesting. They just mentioned two of the best players in the NBA and tell us there's no connection to them. And, and, which is an amazing statement. But am I wrong? Kevin, um, I mean, Roberts connects to him. Uh, Keith loves him. You know, that if you're a Net fan, you love him. But as you're a, connected. I'm talking about as a city. Like, no, here's the thing. No. You don't have to be a... a the Nets feel like an outlier. You like don't, they're have, passing well, you don't have to be a Knicks fan to, to have an emotional reaction to, say, Julius Randle. Like you don't have to be. Like you get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, this they they feel detached. I agree with that part. Um, but they also form feel more detached to us because we're detached from them. Mm-hmm. If you're not detached I mean, not from attention. the Nets, I've been paying attention to them. Oh, I don't mean that we don't pay attention. It's our yeah. job to pay attention. I mean in terms of having any sort of real, you know, energy that's not manufactured, like actually caring about them. Like if the Nets win or lose, I really don't care. Like even and I like, think about you. You know what teams I root for. Yeah. I, everybody knows who I root for, but. Like, when the Giants lose, it impacts me on a different way. Like, the Nets lose. And football's also different. Yeah, of course. Like, the Mets lose. I know that that's a, a huge part of the show. And the mm-hmm. Giants lose. And I, 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 even though I'm not a fan, I care. Yeah. The Nets lose. I, I don't care. <laughs> now, if they lose in the finals, I still won't care, actually. You know, I, I mean, can't lie. Do you think that the... You think, but I'm curious about the city in totality. That's a good like question. Like, this station or... We probably, what do you think? Huh? You're going to get people coming out of the woodworks when they're in the finals. 
That's it. You're not going to get all yeah. this fanfare up until then because uh, uh, we're dying for a championship. It's like... How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's like when world the World Cup. Mm-hmm. USA, people were behind it because it was a big deal. That one game was nice. And everyone just disappeared. It was gone. Mm. I think the same thing with yeah. the, the, well, the Nets get to the It depends the on if you're a soccer fan. It's different. Look, so I'm, I think the only basketball game I went to last year was the Nets game. You didn't even go to St. John's game, man. I didn't. You didn't, you didn't even support your partner. I mean, Look at this guy. Give me some tickets. Peter but, Schwartz hit me up for tickets tonight. He's coming. Give me, give me tickets for everybody row, up for I'll be there. I don't want to go to the Garden. I want to go to Carnesecca. Schwartz, Schwartz texts. I know. Schwartz <laughs> texts me. Hey, hey. Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. By the way, can you leave uh, you know, four tickets? Yeah, I got you, Schwartz. Where do you want to go? Marquette, January 3rd. Whatever. Yeah, I got you, buddy. My point is, the only game I went to last year was in Nets game. Oh, so you're a Nets fan. I'm not a Nets fan. Yes, you they, are, they invited, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, they invited whoa, 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 whoa. me, so I went, and it oh, was cool. God. And it was, wait, I enjoyed it. <laughs> and now they got, they got. It was a sweep of the Celtics. Oh, did you hear what he just said? He said the only game he went to last year was a Nets game. He's a Nets fan. Well, is he really a Nets fan? Though we kind of talked about. Well, that. he's he not kinda, a Nick fan. No, he's, he's not, not allowed but he, to ever claim the Nets. He's ever. watched the Nets more. No, because I've sat with him for over ten years. You know that now, <laughs> and I've sat next to him as he has made fun of the Knicks, as he had, as he has ignored them, the, as the he's Knicks piled have, on the with the Knicks. You're not. You're never allowed. The, the Knicks have, on the Knicks have side. stunk when I've been here. I now, understand that they're getting better. And Julius Randle's turned into, like, the guy. By the way, Julius Randle's an all-star this season. There's no doubt Julius about it. Julius Randle's played great. There's no doubt about it. He's it, played he's so actually, well. He's actually gotten better. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, we talked about that that second-team All-NBA uh, season and during the pandemic year. Yep. He's better than that now. Uh, so, close. He shot the three a little bit better back then, ta- but I'm he not, has I'm not been talking very about the good. Three. I'm talking about just as a... 
I've heard this said about him many times. Like the reason that he was used, Thibodeau uses him the way that he uses him, that is dumping it into the high post and just letting him stand there, is because mm. he's like gravity. Like he was the only like person that could draw um, like defenders towards yeah, reaction him, from which, the which created defense. which created an open shot for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But now he's actually setting things up. Like, yeah, he's playing well with the pick and rolls, mm-hmm. and he like he influences things differently. Well, Brunson's he's changed the whole dynamic, but of course, but. I'm, but it's made Julius Randle better. That's no, my, I know, but I, what point. I'm saying, Randle's seeing Brunson do that and facilitate yes. and stop. Yes. And, you know, yes. I, I think it's infiltrated his mind and, and so, it shows. So. I think you're right. All right, well, listen, this team is going. And all year we tried to coerce it out of them. Julian, like week three. Julian, you think this team could mess around and maybe have a big <laughs> season? Uh, one game at a time. Week seven. Julian, what do you, nah, you know, guys, early. Week 10. Julian, you think the Giants can be a play? Julian Love, the Giants are a playoff team. Congratulations, buddy, and Happy New Year. How you doing, man? Doing well, guys. Yeah, we're excited. Man, you for sound it. thrilled that you go to the playoffs. <laughs> Jeez, can you at least manufacture some enthusiasm, Julian? Come on. <laughs> Listen, I still think it's too soon to talk about playoffs. <laughs> what? He's joking. Oh, man. I'm kidding. I'm boy. There we go. But you guys, I mean, we know that it was in the, in the recesses of your mind, even if it wasn't coming through your, your, your spoken words, the playoffs. But now that it's happened, and what, what was the emotion post-game? I mean, it's the destruction of the Indianapolis Colts, which was fitting, and it was awesome, and it was great to watch. But what was the emotion for you guys after last week, knowing that you'd punch your ticket to the second season? It was exciting. You know, a lot of guys were obviously fired up and passionate. Um, there's a sense of emotion. Um, you know, if you've been here the past, you know, a bunch of years, like I've been here the past couple of years, and, you know, it's, it's been a crazy roller coaster. And to finally, you know, achieve this goal that we've been chasing after, uh, it means a lot to guys. Yeah, so tell us about this final week, this, this Philadelphia Eagles week. Um, I'm speculating. You got to play. You got to go out there and, and keep the keep the momentum going. I don't I don't like the the post or the preseason week in the end of the regular season, so that you're healthy for the for the postseason. How are you guys thinking about this last week against a team that really the only team that that kind of laid the wood to you guys during the regular season? Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird dynamic. I mean, like you said, <laughs> I I like the thought of you know keeping the momentum, you know, playing tough. Because uh, that affects both them and us, you know, yeah. as division opponent. And so you want to, you know, we still have a bad taste in our mouth from the last time we played them. And so yeah, there's that factor. But then there's the factor of like, all right, well, some guys, you know, what's the risk of it of playing? Um, and so you know, we trust Dave's and all his calls this whole season. We've trusted him, and so I'm excited to see what he he says to us tomorrow when we go in. What did the stadium feel like on Sunday? It was electric. You know, we started off the season so strong uh, in terms of just the fans and, uh, you know, the hype around the stadium. Uh, I remember that Panthers game, the Ravens game was just so loud. Uh, and to close it out that way, I mean, it, I felt like it was just a perfect, you know, home finisher for the for the season. No, there's no no doubt. What a great way to punctuate things. That's Julian Love, of course, of the New York Giants going uh Going to play some extra football once they get past the birds, and the playoffs are now uh, a locked-in done deal. Julian's been with us all year, so it's been really fun to to go on the journey with him. All right, so Dayball, it's funny he, at the when he's at the microphone, he's he, he's somewhat sedate, doesn't say a whole lot, and then you see him on the sideline. He's like, it's like he just raced out of a bar with five whiskeys, <laughs> and he's looking to fight somebody. He's like a maniac. I love it. Right, so you guys get in the locker room. 
and the doors are closed. What is that scene like? I want your fans to know, like, what you guys went through as soon as you celebrated with yourselves. Yeah, so obviously we were a hype. Uh, it was an exciting, you know, moment, exciting time in the locker room to see the staff because, you know, the giant staff, as you know, uh, Atiki is, <laughs> they all, they've been there for forever. Yeah. For the most part. Everybody, course. you know, is a family run type of thing. And, uh, you know, to see the emotion on people's faces, it, it meant a lot. And so, I mean, everyone was passionate, you know, <laughs> and Dave's kind of walked that line of, you know, trying to all right, focus on, you know, the next week. And he always does that after each game, like, all right, we want to correct, you know, what we need to correct. We want to celebrate what we did well, but then we run the next week. But then he, I thought like he caught himself and be like, no, like enjoy this. Like this is big. This is a this is something that you've worked for all season, all off season. So you know, enjoy this win, and then we'll figure out the rest later. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Because you, you get you can know he gets dialed in. He gets. I've said this, you know, about a segment ago, uh, Julian. He's like Bill Belichick, but you can tell he's smiling when he's being Bill Belichick. Right? He's <laughs> he's not going to tell you anything. He's not going to give away anything. But you you really want to. Go have a beer with him at the same time, which I think is fantastic. Defensively, you guys put on a clinic against the Colts. Now, a lot of that is because of how um, anemic their their offense has become. But you guys were doing a lot of things and that I haven't seen a lot of. You know, one, seven DBs were on the field on the interception with Landon Collins. Now, Landon Collins is basically a linebacker at this point. But the stuff that you guys have been able to implement with him being now healthy, I think this is his fourth game that he's played, and he got a, he got a lot of th- time. Tell us about the evolution of this defense, because statistically it's, you know, bottom third. But impact wise, it is it's pretty real. Yeah, it's you know, it it's been kind of amazing to see how it's all shaking out this year. Um, I feel like we've been really good situationally and going to this game we kinda had that, that blend the water <laughs> dominate type of mindset where we don't want to leave anything to question. I know we, we play those close games but we knew the opportunity ahead of us. And, yeah, you saw a package out there with the seven DBs. I mean, we had the you know, four traditional ones, uh, two stages, two corners. We had a nickel out there. And then we had, you know, Tony Jefferson, an experienced yep. NFL vet, and Landon Collins come in to play kind of a linebacker, you know, hybrid role. Uh, and it's just, I mean, it's intimidating. And uh, it works because everyone, you know, is doing their job and also having Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, and Kayvon up front. Is uh, <laughs> is a nice thing to have. What did you What did you make of? And, and Teak and I, we pretty much absolved Thibodeau went with the celebration. He didn't yeah. know that Foles was hurt. Uh, Jeff Saturday, you know, talked a little smack out there in Indy, saying that it was uh, trash and classless. Mm. What did you guys think about that? The whole situation was it talked about in the locker room? Uh, I mean, no. I, obviously, we didn't see kind of what the social media, you know, reaction to it was. You know, he didn't know that he was hurt. That's very obvious. Yeah. That he just didn't know he was celebrating and, you know, whatever. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the reaction from, you know, the coach is, is weird. I think, you know, that's just maybe him being an old lineman and trying to, and being very protective of the quarterback. And, you know, that's what you do. You defend your guys. Same way our guys defend Daniel Jones when he got hit, uh, while he was attempting to slide. And so it's, it, I don't know. We don't pay any attention to it. I'm sure 
Kayvon pays zero attention to it. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, just, that's a weird comment. Jeff Saturday was more pissed that his offensive lineman did nothing. Right. I'll blame him about that part. He should right. be pissed about but that. But that's what he should be pissed yeah, about, I'm not great. Kayvon. Yeah, I, no, Kayvon I, I, I totally agree. Not, exactly Kayvon's right. eyes were closed. I mean, he's doing a snow angel. His eyes are closed. Exactly right. He wasn't paying attention. <laughs> a little aloof. I, I got you. But, nah, he's a rookie, whatever. I didn't think that was malicious, and I think you've got to weigh no. things properly. So, Julian's with us here. Julian Love of the Giants. Julian... Just, you know, having worked with Tiki so long and, and, and you know, knowing the game and watching the game, I, I know how you guys process things. It's, you know, snap to snap, week to week. I think if you kind of step back and you look at the big picture too often, you could trip and, and you guys can't live in the future. But I am curious, you know, how you feel knowing that, you know, you're a big part of this Giants renaissance and you look at the teams in the city, the Yankees and the Giants have always led the course, uh, the, you know, the bastions of, of greatness and, and the threat of... Um, of professionalism in, in New York sports. And your first three years have been rough, man. A 4-12 and 12 season, 6-10, and 4-13. You were a big part of the renaissance. What does that personally mean to you? It means a lot. You know, I, I'm i a competitor, uh, you know, like everybody on the team. But, you know, I, I try to be as selfish as I can to make an impact in any way I, I can. That's been my role this, you know, these past bunch of years. And this year my mindset has just been, you know, I got to make a change. Like it's last year, my contract, I got to just all money, all that stuff aside. I just want to make an impact for the city because I know it means a lot to this city um, and this community. And so, yeah, to have this, you know, it it is pretty special. And it's also nice, you know, when you're winning, you get invited to things in New York, you go to the Knicks games, you go to the Yankees, you know, know, all, all the, you know, the Rangers, you know, the whole, yeah. And not just those three, obviously. Hey, you don't dread there. coming on the radio because trust me, if you guys were four and twelve, we'd be burying you. <laughs> Listen, I am You'd hate grateful. Me. <laughs> I am grateful. Yeah, so that you, I'm not. Yeah, you can thank us, right? Here. You can thank us for the success. Tiki would ask you the soft questions. I would ask you the tough ones. <laughs> no, when you were off, I did not take you to something. <laughs> yeah, Julian, yeah, yeah. Julian, <laughs> tell him I, I, I came hard. Oh, came, I yeah, you were you boy? Question. Yeah, I went hard at him. First question, like, why did you drop the interception? Like, why did you? Yeah, why did you drop that interception? I never got to ask you that, Julian. Didn't even drop. <laughs> for the interception and uh, missed it, I and they scored a touchdown. The Eagles game that we were talking heard, about. Yeah, I heard Tyranny was off. I'm like, okay, I'll hop on. Yeah, Tiki's gonna be, you know, take it easy. First yeah, question, so the heavy time. hitter. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I taught him well, That's Julian. Right. Hey, Julian, are you guys? I mean, this is what I feel that the this team is coming together at the, at the right time and, and i mean that health wise and i think that's why coach dable said to the media and i'll be interested you know to find out what he says to you guys tomorrow as well but he's going to do what's right for the team but Xavier, uh, Xavier is back. Uh, McKinney is back uh, in, the, in the secondary. Uh, Landon Collins, who we just talked about before, he's feeling healthy and he's being impactful the last uh, few games. Offensively, Daniel Jones looks amazing and Saquon's getting back to that, that same groove. You guys are getting right at the right time, which makes me question, like, how far do you feel that this thing goes? Is this thing not just a, hey, we made the wild card, you know, let's get them next year, or anything could happen? Oh, no, yeah, for sure. Anything can happen. Uh, we've been, you know, the injury bug caught us, you know, midseason, unfortunately. And to have guys back and to catch momentum at the right time, these past three games have been, you know, we've been getting after and we've been close to getting to where we know we can be. And so, yeah, we got a shot now. We got we got an invite to the dance, and now anything goes. Um, it's a week-to-week basis. I mean, the Giants of all teams should know, like, that's how, you know, good things can come from, you know, having that last spot. Um and so, yeah, we're excited for this opportunity. But, yeah, it's not a, oh, we got it. Like, we achieved our goals. Like, this was one goal 
on a path to, you know, winning a championship. That's the end goal at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a great start. So I need some context here. I, I heard one of the most amazing stories we did collectively mm-hmm. during training camp, and you were you were involved in this, so we <laughs> need to know your perspective. Where and for those who missed it, I'll reset it very briefly. By the oh. way, Julian Love is is with us here. No, on the it's show. not the bad. It's no, not no, it's not bad. Don't. It's good. It's actually really good. It's slightly devious on the part of your head coach, but it worked out well. So apparently, <laughs> Wink knew the plays that Daniel Jones was going to run. And then the defense could obviously put in the position to make Daniel Jones look bad. When Tyrod Taylor was under center, it was different plays just during the summer. Different plays, and then Tyrod Taylor was able to shine because you guys didn't know. Now, I know that Wink knew, and the reason this was done was to test the medal uh, from you know Dable's point of view of his new quarterback that he inherited. Number one, did you guys know as a defense what was going on? And number two, if you didn't, were you sitting there saying, man, Daniel Jones sucks. Maybe Tyron Taylor should start. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that uh, I, I heard that. I was talking to Darius Slayton about that yesterday, and we were kind of laughing about, like, do you think they actually did that? Uh, but there was a period early on when our starting defense was completely getting after it. You know, <laughs> I would have put it all on Daniel, but we were whooping the offense's ass, like, for a good – portion of time I okay remember, like, we kept hearing the reports <laughs> and then uh and then you know Tyrod he was he was going off with the twos and you know doing his thing but I attributed it to like oh he's not going against our starters and so yeah I've been looking back and we were laughing like man did they actually do that that's kind of okay funny. but you didn't know it's, so it yeah. wasn't like Wink said hey listen they're gonna no. run a 32 scat whatever and you guys <laughs> and, and make them look bad you didn't know no not at okay, all gotcha, yeah. but gotcha. but but given now the the context of this story how much more respect do you have for Daniel Jones? Because he's really evolved. And you know this because you've been with him the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, Julian. He's really evolved into the leader in, in a large part, the whole team, but definitely the offense. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's he's leading the charge and you know, making sure guys know all they need to know. Our, play, our offensive playbook is ridiculous. Um, the amount that these guys have to retain is unbelievable. And Daniel, you know, like a quarterback should, knows it all. Um, and, you know, having guys in and out, I think shows a lot of his mental strength and his patience level and his competitive level because, you know, he wants to be winning. This is an important time for him, uh, you know, as it is for a lot of us. And so, yeah, I mean, I already think the world of Daniel. And so just stuff like that, I mean, quarterback in New York City is just, you know, I give him the ultimate respect. Yeah, so you talked about this being a contract year for you. We know that you're going to get re-signed because you got to do this with us for the next uh, few years uh, <laughs> every every, uh, every Tuesday. You put that into the contract. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you, you give us some nuggets here, we will. Uh, but, but Daniel Jones, I mean, it's important. It's not your decision, but do you want to see him be the Giants quarterback, your Giants quarterback going forward? I do. Um, you know, he's a guy who is extremely talented, and he's a guy who's taken all the blame, even though I didn't think it was warranted that he should have all of it. Um, and I think he's a perfect person for the city. He's not a guy who cares about the flashy stuff. He's not a guy who cares about, you know, the social media part of it, the, the, the uh, you know, the pride and the excitement of being a quarterback in the NFL, yeah. let alone New York City. Um, and so I think he's a perfect guy for the job, and he's done a great job this year. And obviously you want to keep growing. Um, not just you know level off, and I think he will. He's been he's been awesome. There's so much respect for what he's done. Uh, so Julian, before we let you go, it's Julian Love of the Giants, of course, here on Tiki and Tierney. 
you know, I, I know I asked you early when, when I was getting to know you a little bit, and I think in September I said, hey, you know, you're the kind of guy who watches a lot of football when you're not playing. He said, oh, I'll check in, I'll parachute in, but, you know, you want to enjoy your family, which we all totally respect and get. Were you watching the game last night? Did 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 you see what happened with – I know you know what happened with DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. Did you see it live? And, and if not, what are your thoughts on, on what transpired aside from ultimate sadness? I, I did see it, um, and it is extremely sad. Uh, you know, I'm very familiar with DeMar. We, we were growing up on the recruiting circuit in the Midwest uh, throughout high school together. Um, <laughs> and he just – you know, just a quick story about him is he's a guy who I kind of – he was the bar for me in high school. I was a, went to a small school. He went to a kind of a powerhouse uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I think he went to Dan Marino's high school, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, Central, uh, a Catholic. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right. Central Catholic. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and was a stud, complete stud. And so then he kind of set the bar, and we maintain we maintain in contact. He's close with a lot of us that, that were, were at Notre Dame because he could have been a part of that class. But he went to Pitt, and it's it's scary. I like, dude's my age, and so. I hear every there's so many emotions, so many thoughts are in your mind, um, and all you can hope for is to hear something good come out, you know, a good report come back. And so, you know, my wife are patiently waiting, um, but it, it's for sure scary. Yeah. Would you have been able to play after something like that? It's different than the Achilles or yeah, the knee, obviously. No, not at all. Yeah, absolutely not. No, you. I think I, I mean that's just that's that's bigger than you know uh, a knee injury, ankle injury. That's that's life or death. And so, yeah. Yeah, no, no chance. Right away, I think I would have been shut down. And I, I mean, it affects you. It's not just for the day, that moment. It affects you, you know, going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, emotionally, no it's a teammate. You know, you know this because um, you've been doing it now for four, four years. But I did it for a decade. You, you become like family. You become brothers with everybody mm-hmm. uh, that you're playing with, and even across the game, the guys I'd never even stepped on the field with or against. You still feel like you're part of the family, so our thoughts and prayers go out to Demar Hamlin. I know you feel the same way, uh, and and for the Bills family as well. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate you guys. So, Julian, good luck uh, next week. Whether, yeah. you, whether you're playing lots of minutes or not, I saw that you dipped below 100 percent for the first time this year. It played 95 percent mm. of the snaps, not 100 percent of the Barbara. snaps. You're getting lazy over here. I'll, I, I, I'll take that when we're forced to start it in, in that fashion. It's garbage time. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, dude. I, but good luck to you next week, and uh, we look forward to talking to you. Thank you. And let me say this real quick. I heard you guys talking about the Knicks. You know, Randall's a, I went to the game yesterday. And he's a Nick fan. He knows. <laughs> okay. Julius Randall's a stud, but I had the chance to watch Jalen Brunson in high school. He's from the kind of Chicagoland area. And don't sleep on that guy. I've seen that man score 56 points in the state championship game. Uh, his team had like 64 points. And so, <laughs> like, and he, he single-handedly carried his team. They faced a powerhouse in Whitney Young. A lot of studs were out of that in Chicago. Yeah, uh, came out of that school. Is that, is that the same conference as Farragut in those schools or MLK? Oh, Wendy Young is. Yeah, gotcha. they had a meeting in the, in the state championship. Um, yeah, so he was a part of that conference, but he single-handedly carried the team. Did you play basketball uh, too? Did you play bat- ball? I did until I got some football scholarships, and then I, I yeah, I, yeah, I called you, it. I called the quits. Yeah, you weren't trying to break your ankles. You <laughs> probably no, averaged twenty-five points a game. Second team, all, you know, all, all state. It was like his hobby. Yeah, of course. <laughs> hey man, uh, no, no, listen, trust me. Maybe Barber's sleeping on Brunson. I, I've loved. I think Brunson's one of the best pickups the Knicks have ever made. Ever. For sure. You know, he's, he's terrific. Tough dude. Tough player. Hey, yes, Julian, he is. Uh, don't forget about them Nets over there, though. Yeah, the Nets. <laughs> I know. I got, a, I got a venture over there. Yeah, yeah you, you do. You really don't. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. They'll <laughs> take care of you, man. They will take care of you. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, man. Awesome stuff so far. And we'll talk to you to, uh, to preview the playoffs. Can't wait. 
All right, sounds good. Take See care, Julian. Thanks, good. Julian. Happy New Year. Yep. Happy New Year. Hey, T, we just got this. Uh, this is from the family of Demar Hamlin. Amazing how we knew him. I didn't. I didn't know we knew him that yeah. well. Uh, on behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to Demar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the world and the country. Uh, we also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. We feel so blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and to have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity, this is in bigger, bigger font, and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. Prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Thank you, the Hamlin family. And I heard Boomer and Gio, I didn't know this about it, uh, I guess one of the reasons why he went to Pitt, and you just heard Julian say that he was in the pipeline, could have gone to Notre Dame, could have gone to Ohio State, could have gone to Penn State, elected for Pitt, because he wanted to be closer to his brother to be more to be there as a role model. Oh, he didn't think it. he could be a role model day-to-day influence if he's, you know, in Ohio, if he's a state away or two. So by all accounts, those who know him seems like a tremendous young man, and it's just... Uh, you know, this is how we started the show. Just horrifying to see that last yeah, night. Yeah, horrifying, oh, but also God. it's a situation that seems to be stabilizing a little yep. bit. Um, I'm sure they'll release updates at some point. Um, but our thoughts and prayers, obviously, with DeMar and his family. His mom. and His mom was at, at the game. At least his mom was at the game. I yep, know. yep. Uh, no doubt. Uh, 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Good job out of Julian. All right, coming up next, we go all in. Coming up at 1240. Hop, first one. Of the new year, guy thing, not a guy thing, we'll hit that. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.